it's literally the worst week in the entire season, in my opinion. It's uh, it's the international break after three weeks. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three friends who support different clubs. My name is James. I support Arsenal, the mightiest club in all of England. Uh, up here on the top row with me, if you're watching the video, is Brad. He supports Chelsea Foot Club, Football Club. Um, just some weird people who like Lions. And down below us, if you're watching the video, is Sean. He supports the... Uh, the chicken lovers the, 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 uh, of North London, Tottenham Hotspurs. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? What's going on? What's up? This is the mightiest club in England. It's true. I don't even think you're the mightiest <laughs> club in North London. Did this international break make you forget what year it is? It's a cannon, bro. Hold on. Do you, do you want to do the, the, the pull through real quickly so we can see the table just in case our listeners forgot? No, no. Well, we might look at the – I mean this international break. Nothing's changed from last week. If you're uh, interested in seeing oh. what the, the state of the Premier League table is, check out uh, Red Card Radio from last week. It's uh, Match Day 3. It's on YouTube, it- uh, t- uh, Spotify, Apple, all those things. Speaking of which, if you're, if you're going to go check it out, you might as well uh, subscribe you might as well uh, follow. You might as well ring the notification bell, share it with a friend, uh, rate it five stars, uh, maybe get a phone call in the middle or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> really high That's quality, very... high quality professional production we've got going on here for all of the listeners. And if you don't do those things, Sean, Sean, what might befall someone who doesn't like, comment, and subscribe? Someone. Then you're going to be hosting a podcast and have your phone ring. <laughs> Hold on. Um, full disclosure, that was not my phone. I, uh, that was not my phone. I'm it was no. not my phone either. It that was, was not my phone either. <laughs> it was terribly inconvenient. All Luckily, right. I'm pretty quick on the uh, reaction time, but yeah, that happened. Oh, man. Well, good. All right. Appreciate that. If everyone could do that for us. So, like I alluded to in the beginning, we are in the middle of the international break. Uh, the I hate this international break. It's the it's I, this is my least favorite international break in the entire competitive. Yeah, calendar. it's like yay, the season started, uh, but then wait two weeks after the third game. <laughs> exactly. And like I understand why it's paced this way because like you know like after like your summer tournaments or whatever after a team like players get back to their clubs you have like a month of preseason and then you have like three weeks of games so like there hasn't been an international break for like eight weeks almost but still it's just like come on we 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 need to get rid of this one like if there's one that world football needs to agree to get rid of fifa take this one off the calendar it's not good i don't like it and uh, you should listen to me could they Could they do a three-week one like the next one and just squeeze the games in? No, let's just not let's not give FIFA any ideas because okay. if, if that one could be three weeks, then all of them can be three weeks, and then I'll need, then that would miss. I'll need the Super League to come back um, at that point. Start changing some things around here. <laughs> Look, it would, it would give it would give James a three-week break from being at the bottom of the table. Never, never a break from that, Brad. But that's going to change coming up. But anyway, oh, yeah. I'm going to give the people a quick rundown what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're going to start – it's going to be a little bit different from our, our normal flow um, just because we're not going to look at the Premier League table 
today, tonight, or at least not early on. We might touch on it later in the episode, just to give everybody a reminder. But we're going to talk about comments from last week. Uh, have actually some lengthy comments that I will do my best to synthesize into smaller, um, <laughs> smaller points. Um, we're going to talk about the transfer window because the transfer window is officially closed at this point, uh, bar maybe like Turkey and Russia or something like that. Um, generally speaking, the transfer window is closed. So all of the major moves are basically done for at this point. Like some clubs might have some departures and things like that. But So we're going to talk about, talk about that, kind of wrap it up with a bow. And then we're going to look forward to uh, this weekend, uh, match day four, what's going on in the Premier League, who's playing whom, and what we think could go down um and so that's kind of that's kind of what we got going for you guys this week um so like i said we're gonna start with the comments from last week and i'm gonna pull these up so um as normal i just uh sean you said one of your uh, we, you saw you had a comment on uh, like one of our our podcasts or one of the audio versions someone was uh yeah joking about something yeah it was she did uh, shout out to our, our friend, uh, friend of the pod, Kelly. Um, she she just wanted to mention that it was kind of ironic that she's been having dishwasher issues, and then the first pod she listened to talked about dishwasher issues, and then my threat last week uh, resulted in her not taking any chances and just giving five stars. There we go. <laughs> Said I got enough problems. I don't need. I don't need any bad luck. Uh, well, uh, Kelly, I hope your dishwasher is. Uh, is not acting up. Uh, that's the goal. Um, <laughs> some other comments we got uh, on YouTube. Um, Will was wondering if we were going to talk about the USA qualifiers. Um, we could touch on those uh, if we want to in a minute. Um, Brad, he wants to re- remind you that um, you need to open up uh, Alvaro Morata's Wikipedia page and take a look at his club honors <laughs> to see um, and, and look at a portion when he played for a club in Spain. That's that's where he's uh, linking you to. Oh, okay. Because you were saying that Werner is a step above Murata. Uh, he I mean, lifted he a Champions is. League trophy. Um, well, your argument was that Werner is better than Murata because he's lifted a Champions League trophy. So he was just he just wants you to look at that. He doesn't need a comment right now. Just take a look, get back to him, see what's <laughs> going on there. Um, and then he he did have a kind of a lengthy comment about uh, Juve because we we talked about Juve last week, just generally talking about their. Uh, the, to save you some time, Brad, the team name starts with R and ends with Eal Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to look that up. Eal. Wow. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so we, save you a little time. Because we were talking about Juve because, uh, of course, the Ronaldo transfer from Juventus to Manchester United. Um, and we kind of went off in that about you know Juve's struggles last year and things like that and he will will agreed with us um that Pirlo wasn't really really ready for it um and my point he kind of agreed with my points that the midfield had been depleted and that um the forwards were lacking as well um he has some comments about Ronaldo um about how he still thinks that he uh you know is still a massive important player but that he has lost a step a little bit but um Especially with like speed and um, and dribbling past players and things like that, um, he makes a joke about which uh, is a big part of his game. Too. Yeah, 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 but for sure. Like his his pace and yeah. pace and technical skills is a big is a large part of his yeah. game. Yeah, um, and that will will doesn't remember Ronaldo scoring a goal from outside of the box uh, since 2019. And uh, parenthetically, he mentions he doesn't want to get started about free kicks because I joked that he. 
uh, misses all of his free kicks. And I think that for Juve, after uh, Pjanic left, he was taking all the free kicks. And I think even when Pjanic was still on the team, they were trading certain free kicks. Um, um, but yeah, he's interested to see what Allegri's going to do with the front talent. Um, and he's optimistic. Um, and sure. since he said all of that, uh, the thing he really wants to bring up is about how Juve is going to embarrass Chelsea in the Champions League and that um, Chelsea's savior, Lukaku, and this is, a, this is a, a direct quote, Chelsea's savior, Lukaku, has never scored from open play against Juve or Italy, one pen against each, and McKenney is ready to snatch Pulisic, Pulisic's Captain America shield. Um, oh, so, oh, 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 I can't wait oh, for this uh, meeting. So, John. Uh, this this should I'm, be good. This should be good. I'm excited for this. Sean, you got room on that train? We, we're about to be on that Italian hate train. Let's oh, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Make some room. I'm coming over. It's um, uh, to, to be fair to the listeners who, who listen really, um, uh, pretty much every week, it, it's really, you, you know, it's really just directed at one man. <laughs> it's the man who's... All of this stems, yeah, all of this stems from Killing. And, and, you know... You know who's going to eat Lukaku alive in those uh, Champions League games? Yeah, yeah. Giorgio yeah. Chiellini. He's he's, yeah. he's he's gonna. And then Ferner, and then Ferner's gonna run right behind them and score when he plays more than eleven minutes in a Champions League final and counts as a trophy winning. Played eleven minutes in that game. Get out of here with that comment. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. I'm uh, just saying. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy also had some very lengthy comments um first he wants to remind you brad that you were 100 percent wrong about emil smithrow um and that emil smithrow did not shoot the ball on goal that he deflected ederson's pass um again jimmy is 100 percent right there as 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 am i <laughs> we both the jameses are 100 percent right um he kind of agreed with me about the arsenal result about how he didn't like atkinson as a referee um and that he uh he doesn't really think that the red card was uh was even merited he he thinks it shouldn't have been a foul um i don't necessarily disagree with that but um whatever um and then he had some comments for you brad about the chelsea match um and this is his take on the game um generally speaking he thinks anthony taylor is a pretty decent referee he's Um, wrong he, he he thinks that the stats you gave out are pretty interesting though um his first point the penalty call was 100 percent correct Yes. Uh, the red card, uh, that it's very tough. Um, letter of the law says if hand is used to prevent a goal, automatic red. Uh, however, you could argue that the hand did not prevent the goal, but granted control. Um, he takes huge issue to the fact that Anthony Taylor only saw the still. Um, that's completely not how VAR is supposed to, to function. And he agrees with uh, Brad and all Chelsea supporters on their beef with the VAR implementation. And uh, yeah, he kind of agrees that he, uh, I, I did a good job, I guess is what he says, of synthesizing his uh, his feelings on the game about how he thought that Liverpool would have been in a better position to win the game had it been 11 on 11 and things like that. So I don't know if you want to respond to any of those comments, Brad. A lot of it was com- coming at you this week, Brad. Um, the people were not happy with you after uh, last week normally sean is the one that's getting, getting the beef, but everyone is coming at you brad so I don't, if you want to respond to the people here is your moment i will give you the floor this is okay Neil smith row make that argument i still think he should have put that ball in the net a deflection whatever that ball should have gone in the back of the net 
Secondly, most of what... How old is ESR? What is he, 20? 19? Uh, 20, I think. Uh, You want a 20-year-old midfielder to be Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Because that's about the only... That's about the only person I've seen within recent memory, memory, because he did Zlatan did it off a kick, right? Off a goal kick, uh, header in a in a World Cup or a qualifier or a Euro. Uh, other than that, a lot of passes like straight, def- just barely get your foot in. You're not deflecting it in the goal. You're just getting your body in front of it. And even still, I don't think Zlatan meant to do that. I think he was just trying to get his head to it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. I sh- yes, you should expect that. I don't see why you miss an open <laughs> right, goal. Right, all right, all right. I don't see why you miss right. an open goal right. and not comment about missing the open goal. All, all right. right. If, that's, if that's all Werner, right. how much hate is there online if that's Werner that misses that? <laughs> if it's Werner and there was no goalkeeper, he's still missing it. That's true. I, that's true. That's not the point of this conversation. The point that's is not the that, best one you should have picked from your team. <laughs> Brad, I think that's, a, that's, a, that's the only one. That's a flawed argument to make, like the – would would someone else get flack for missing that? Because I don't think I don't think Werner gets. I mean, I think Werner gets properly roasted, like for as bad as he is. Yes, like he absolutely. gets he gets roasted. He, the roasting he gets is well deserved. I don't think people would flame Werner if he did the same thing Emil Smith Rowe did and missed in the same exact way. I don't think Werner would get flamed for that. He might get memed because of it, because of like his uh, his track record of being a garbage player, but. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I don't think he gets flamed for that, in okay. the way that you wanted to flame Smith Rowe for. Secondly, I agree with most of Jamie's comments on his take on the game, um, except that's not a red card. It might be a yellow card. That's not a red card. I agree, it is a penalty. I said that because yeah. the arm moving forward, uh, red card, no, because like the arm moving forward was control, not deflecting not preventing it from going in um yeah VA on the handball i already went off on anthony taylor i gave you the stats last week uh yeah and i also agree uh, if they didn't if, if slot doesn't convert that's a dub for chelsea um we packed it in really really tight which was good to see right that, that i mean if we go down to 10 and liverpool one of the best attacking teams can't score on us that that's that that's a win as a draw is a win for us in that game because of that i mean it was at anfield um, right so like yes like a point away down a man at anfield is a it's a very good result in the totality Correct. of the season um and i can't wait for Juve to be knocked off knocked uh Juve. knocked right out Juve. who they who they that's really what it is who they it's really who they um because it's not going to be pretty jesse's winning that game easy interesting because there's going to be two games okay <laughs> in both of those games my team my team's not even in the champions league and i know how the format works it's impressive but he's talking about the first game that's coming up um this month yeah i think in the second round i think we i think he's yeah i think we, we we looked at this and it's uh match day uh two and five that chelsea and juve are playing right um, so should be spicy um, very spicy all right let's uh let's move on let's talk about the transfer window so i did have an interesting stat i wanted to uh i of course my uh hold on i'm gonna find it real quick because my 
I lost my stats, but I'm going to try and bring it back up really quickly about transfer uh, and transfer spendings and things like that. Um, hold on a second. Let me come on. Well, while you're looking at that, I can run down them. Uh, so the, the really, really big ones we've got is Grealish over to City. Uh, we've got Lukaku to Chelsea. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo coming home. Ronaldo, I don't know why I hit a Baltimore accent there with that. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and Sancho to United as well. Um, I think we also should add in Varane too. Yeah, Varane. To yeah, just yeah, we could just kind of talk about well, the United think, as a whole. I think if you add Varane, uh, Varane to to United, then like you have, kind of have to like talk about like Ben White to Arsenal and things like that. And like I don't know if those necessarily have the gravity that Lukaku to Chelsea or Grealish to City have, in my opinion. Well, I I think I think the statement on Ben White and Varane uh, for their transfers, uh, who got the better deal there for the same price? Um, a, it wasn't. I, it wasn't the same price. Arsenal played paid way more upfront for Ben White, but uh, Arsenal got the better deal. Oh, okay. I think, and, and I will. I, I and I will tell you why. Um, a, uh, so so yes, Arsenal paid way more upfront for Ben White, but uh, Varane Varane's earning three hundred thousand a week at United. By the time uh, his deal is done with United, United will have invested over a hundred million into him, and he'll be thirty-two. And by the time Arsenal's deal, by the time Ben White's deal is over, they will have invested roughly like sixty-two million into Ben White, and he'll be twenty-seven. Ready um, to invest the other hundred million? I think you, I think you got it a little wrong. Um, let me make sure I, I heard you right. You say that Veron is not important as Grealish to City and Lukaku to Chelsea. Well, I'm saying I don't know if he necessarily holds the same gravity. I mean, maybe, okay. maybe, so maybe Varane just, does. Maybe, well, maybe he look, does. I don't know. Just, just hear me. I just think Varane, sure. Varane as a paired with Maguire is going to be more important to United's success this year than Grealish will be for City or Lukaku to Chelsea. I 100 percent agree with you on the Grealish aspect. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think uh, Lukaku I, to Chelsea is is, is massive. Is massive. I think that's. The, I, I don't. I, think I just the, don't agree. I think that's the I biggest transfer. Don't. I think that's the biggest transfer of, of they, the offseason. It's pretty much the same team. With a goal scorer, and they won the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I with, like, a with, with a guy that will get you twenty five to thirty goals. I don't see that as a as uh, you know ticker tape parade. I just I just see it as as a Champions League winner putting a cherry on top brad so, I'm, so gonna, took... I'm gonna defend you real quick here brad what was okay, chelsea's, i want to hear this what was chelsea's biggest deficiency last year finishing goals yeah. Jorginho okay. was our leading goal scorer yeah you just answered yeah. you just answered the question but they, even oh, even hold on hold on wait wait, think, wait stop wait, pause. they still won that's the point that's the point that's <laughs> the point that i'm going to make is with their biggest deficiency being goal scored they still won the champions league and what does that mean for this season coming up? We're going to talk about this and who we think the biggest winner and the biggest losers are. So I don't, I don't necessarily want to, want to, I don't want to argue. My, I don't want to argue my case right now. But you're, <laughs> you're telling me that you think I, I agree with you. I don't. Grealish to me is a was a we have the money. It's a splashy buy kind of thing. I don't. Yeah, think that's another shout out to Tamzi. He just doesn't fit. Really. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that he's going it's to do luxury. much. He's not going to do much for. City, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. No. Maybe I'll be wrong, 
but I don't think he's going to do much. In the same way, I don't think you, I don't think Ronaldo's going to do much for United. No, he's not. I don't think so either. I think I think Grealish was a luxury purchase, just like you said. But I, but I'll go once. I think Odegaard was a luxury purchase for Arsenal too. It's like I put them both in that same category. I think Odegaard fits better into the Arsenal team, but I don't. But that wasn't one of your biggest needs because you have Emil Smith Rowe, you have Pepe, you have Saka. You have the talent there that I think. I mean, Odegaard is young too, but I don't. I don't see the point in that. I would have rather you guys spent that money on defense, and I think you might agree with that part. I mean, we bought a center half in Ben White. We bought a right back in Takahiro. Um, so like, and we bought a left back in in Tavares. So like, I I so, uh, I, I, I don't dis- We bought a central midfielder in Sambi. So like, I don't disagree with you that Odegaard might have been like the lowest priority of all of the transfers Arsenal needed to accomplish this summer. I think a central attacking midfielder was the lowest priority. Um, but we essentially got everything else that we needed. No, no, I, and I'll talk about Arsenal in a minute. Because um, there, yeah. is, there is some business that I, I, I didn't like that, Ars- that Arsenal haven't done, things like that, but... Um, I don't think that he's. I don't. I don't. I don't think that he is a luxury purchase, in my opinion. I think that Smith Rowe and Odegaard will play well, well together on the pitch, well together. Um, and I think we saw it last year that they played well together. Um, okay, this is the stat I wanted to bring up when I was going to bring this up. So, um, there were 249 departures uh, in the Premier League, this is the, or maybe this is the transfer market in, in on a whole. I'm, I'm pulling this up, this up from transfermarket.uk. Um, and so this is, uh, there were 249 departures, uh, generating 700, uh, 700 million in revenue, uh, with arrivals, uh, 250 arrivals to teams, uh, ex- and the expenditures was 1.4 billion. So, uh, so the total net spent, uh, of this transfer market was, uh, 778 million 778 778 million um net spent on players um is this dollars or pounds just it was your uh this is dollars um dollars okay so american dollars okay american dollars uh i wish i had it pulled up in pounds but i i had this queued up yesterday um the average uh income per player was about 2.8 million the average cost per player was about six million so that's an interesting um statistic um but who do you guys think and i'm gonna start with you brad who do you think is the biggest winner from the transfer from the transfer winner from the cyber transfer winner who do you think the biggest winner is chelsea why because we filled the one need that like we accomplished the one need that we had and then we filled in a secondary need um in midfield with Sal coming in on loan, just like we did with Kovacic. It's a loan with option to buy. Um, okay. So we handled what we needed to handle. We offloaded a lot. I would have rather us see us sell more than loan, but we still got them out. I mean, that's the, so, that was the nature of the market. A lot of players yeah, that needed to get out were either, you know, it was a lot of loans. Yep. Sean, no. Sean, who do you think was the biggest winner of the transfer market? I don't often homer homerism when i do this uh i just think well but i would say tottenham like let's let's be honest it's not but i i just would i wanted to make the case to be built 
around that we're starting the, the overturn to be younger because I, well, we got up we got out toby we got fourth is like fourth is like 24 we got out lamella Mari is gone sissoko's gone and we brought in romero who's i think he's mid 20 mid 20s low 20s, uh, but that's, low 20s i think but that's I mean, right where he should be to pick up a, a, a center back gill's like 19 emerson royals right around 20 golini's golini is low 20s early 20s we're starting the the roster flip to get younger players in um which is good for the team also lamella's gone um <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding yo ticker ticker i don't want to crap i don't want to yeah i don't want to crap go ahead go ahead i was gonna say you haven't said the number one thing that tottenham did like the main argument to say that tottenham are the biggest oh. winners is because they kept kane like oh I was, that's your argument well, yeah, you that, don't need to say about gill kept or, kane is big i thought you were going to go with Romero. signed a manager <laughs> i thought you were no, going to go with that joke i wasn't i wasn't going to i wasn't going to mean that uh, I, thought, I thought about making that joke Real, but, realistically it's it's probably united you, you get the home it, you, they won the marketing battle and put and paired a very experienced uh champions league winning center back and, and I, yeah world cup winning center back with harry Maguire. uh and then you then you win the marketing battle because this cristiano ronaldo back to united at 36 37 is strictly for marketing <laughs> like, let's think, be honest. I, he's still I got a little left. He still got a little left in the tank. He's going to contribute to the team. They wouldn't do it just to sell things, but like jersey sales, merchandise, you're, butts and seats. You're going to take. Think, my, you're going to take my take here, Brad. I think. I think. I, I think mentality. Is that was uh, that what you're going to say? No. Uh, oh, I think. I, I think. And then Sancho the being the, the hometown hero. That's marketing. It took over a year to do. No, that doesn't count. That took over. That's not. That's not I'm just, marketing. That's I'm just saying. Marketing. Now that they have Sancho, he's the young, bright star in England. Everybody wanted him. That's a big win for them because they had been missing out on that for a long time. They, there was a lot of people that they went for and missed out, and they missed out to City, and they missed out to you know. Um, Chelsea on a lot of these big names and getting Sancho was a big thing for them. So that's why I would say, I would say United, it, the, the big winner is United for me personally because of the off the field, the off the game pitch wins. The marketing, hometown hero, and a, and a mentor for Maguire. A mentor for Maguire? Isn't he almost 30? Like, I think they're pretty I don't think so. I think he's like 26. Hold he's on. like, he's. It clearly needs one because he plays like a refrigerator. Well, yeah, that's, that's somebody, he's twenty-eight years old. This, like, I'm pretty sure they're the same age. Somebody's got to teach him how to play center back because clearly he hasn't learned. They're both twenty-eight years old. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, Maguire is older by a month. Veron is a better player. Oh yeah, no, mentally, no, no, mentally you're, not, you're not wrong. You're hundred percent not wrong. Like, yeah, mentally, say, he needs better. a mentor. He needs a mind mentor. So, <laughs> so I agree with both of you in part, with a bit of, a bit of a take. Um, well, I disagree with you, Sean. That I, 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 United did not win the transfer window, in my opinion. I think they got saddled with Ronaldo, and I honestly, I took it. I took it a little different way than on the field. I think you guys meant on the field. Yeah, that's what I'm taking. Up. Yes, I honestly think that. Ronaldo is going to be an anchor for them. I don't think he's going to help them. Um, but I also think that he just won't play that much. So he won't play that much, and he's not going to help them <laughs> that much. I think he's going to be an albatross. What? I feel like I you just. I feel like I disagree there because yeah. you can't pay well, somebody five hundred grand yeah. a week 
to sit on your let's, bench. I guess let's let him finish. I, I just continue. yeah, I disagree. He's going to play. Yeah, I mean, he might. I mean, I, I think that he's going to be like one of the first. Like if he starts, he's going to be one of the first. Anyway, um, I think Chelsea won the transfer market. Um, I mean, I think if you look at it from a purely numbers perspective, um, what they were net positive, I think. Or they were like by, net, net negative close. by like they were close. eight million or something. Forty-five million, no, forty-five million positive it American was, it dollars. Was, it's, it's something you were, yeah. We we did this last week or the week before. It was something that's not on the transfer market front page. It was like a loanee or something that wasn't showing up. The U twenty threes weren't showing up. So yeah, yeah the U twenty threes. Yeah, we we went through this a couple yeah. weeks ago. Anyway, they're net positive, and they spent and, and they spent one hundred and fifteen million on Lukaku. Or ninety-eight yeah. million pounds, or whatever it was, they yeah, they spent time. they spent a hundred million on Lukaku, and they were net positive. Um, and yeah, they're and, and in their in my opinion, their biggest deficiency coming into the window was goals, and they needed to find somebody who could score goals because they spent sixty million on Werner, and Werner can't score goals. Um, so, I think Chelsea are the winners, um, are the are the immediate winners of the transfer window. Now, I will make an argument that Tottenham and Arsenal did better business because for the future future. finish because they invested heavily in young players arsenal more so than tottenham in my opinion i think arsenal did a better job than tottenham um but i think that both arsenal and tottenham have done an exceptional job of purchasing players um that will set them up for future success if they develop in the manner in which they're expected to I think Chelsea yeah. are going to have the most immediate boon from the transfer market. Um, I can definitely see Lukaku catapulting Chelsea to winning the league. Um, I don't. I don't think that that's a stretch. Um, and so I don't think you. I don't think Chelsea. I don't. I don't think City got better with Grealish. Um, I, I think you can make an argument that they got worse. Um, just because of the way that their squad is going to flow and function, and Grealish is going to need to be playing if he's a hundred million pound signing um i don't know if that's going to work out united i think were decent beforehand but i just think that ronaldo was a bad signing i think they got entirely i think they got duped really 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 hard by ronaldo's um agent with this whole ronaldo's going to city thing um i think united panicked and we're like, we can't let we can't let Cristiano Ronaldo go to City when we have the money. I think the Glazers were like, yo, the fans already hate us. If we let Ronaldo go to City, they're going to take over Old Trafford again. And this time they're not going to give it back. Um, so I think that they freaked and they panicked by. And they didn't spend much on Ronaldo. It was like, they're going to spend like 13 million pounds and like 8 million or something like that in, in add-ons. Um, so like, it's, it's inexpensive. Well, no, I mean, it, it's... It's not a lot of money, but it's expensive for a 36-year-old, in my opinion, who I don't think is going to produce much for United. Um, so I think that Chelsea had the most immediate gain. But but with the with the purchases, the business that Arsenal did, the business that Tottenham did, I thought was really solid. Um, and so I, I I think that that's I think that that's going to pay dividends down the road. Um, so, so to speak to that, right? Because I'm not going to say that you're wrong, because that that's probably a very succinct analysis of everything, but it also states to where where are our three teams? Oh, absolutely. My team is competing for the Champions League champion trophy. My team is competing for the Premier League trophy. You guys are trying to fight back into Europe. Tottenham might make Champions League, but they're probably a Europa League squad this year. 
So like, of course they're buying for the future because I don't see I don't see immediate trophies or yeah. immediate honors coming to your club. So like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm I'm just I'm I'm saying you're probably correct, and that's probably the idea. That's why you're buying twenty three and under players, I, and we're I, buying twenty eight and twenty six year old players. I mean, I mean the th- the thing is like, Lukaku is available, right? Yeah, I, I'm sure if Arsenal wanted to to, to scratch up a hundred million pounds to buy Lukaku, they could have. But the problem is Lukaku is not coming to Arsenal. Even he's only coming even, to Chelsea. Even if you throw out all, if you if you get rid of all of like the boyhood like idolized Didier Drogba stuff, if you get rid of all of that like all of the emotional stuff, and you just yep. look purely at like like what inter circumstances were, and then you compare Arsenal and Chelsea, Chelsea are clearly the more desirable landing. Like hundred percent, you could make an argument like that if he had signed for like Newcastle or something like that, and I'm and I'm using Newcastle strictly for a geographical place because like Newcastle <laughs> is like the pit of hell. You don't actually want to go to Newcastle because it's like just like a terrible place. It's always raining. It's always cold. Like just it's not a good place. You only like Newcastle if you're from Newcastle. Um, <laughs> but like, like so like Lukaku didn't like choose like a horrible place to live for like footballing, but like the football is great. He chose. London versus London like like he chose a good place to live in London and one of the best teams in the world right now so like like Arsenal can't compete Tottenham can't compete with signing someone like Lukaku that's just that wasn't their goal so your point was very was is very well taken in the sense that like the targets are just different they're just inherently different from where your club is compared to ours I give an honorable mention to uh, winners. Sure, you can do whatever uh, you want, Sean. <laughs> this is our pod. Uh, honorable mention, sneaky, Leicester City. Okay, let's bring let's it have, in. Let's have it. They, they brought in. One. They brought in the darling of the um, the darling of the Euros, uh, Pat Sindaka, who had a great Euro. They brought in Vestigard to basically replace West Morgan, who retired. Um, not that he played a lot, but that's, that's yeah. And Fuchs left as well. Um, Ryan Bertrand, they brought in just to fill the spot. Um, Champions League winner Ryan Bertrand. Make sure you say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and didn't spend a lot. All in total, that's fifty-five plus twenty. So they spent seventy-five million. Got a free transfer on Ryan Bertrand. That's that's pretty good biz. That's a that's an honorable mention, Brendan. I think Leicester's business was really good for like for like what their squad is like and what their club is about i think they did really good business so yeah um actually yeah the uh i have wait. i have i have one uh, i have uh, one for good business or bad for business? good business okay for good business right, aston, villa. I'm, I'm, uh, aston villa murdered it and that's before they sold Grealish. like they oh my gosh but i think that they knew that they were losing losing Grealish. I, hold I on think, i might have to put my foot in my mouth i don't think doc has played in the euros i think i might be thinking somebody else I don't think Daga played for Sweden. You're right. Did I get that right? Brad, Brad, Brad you talk, let, let Sean dig his own grave and dig out of his grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just got to make sure. I got to make sure here. You, you brought up Villa. Nope. You brought up Villa. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about no. Villa, Brad. They brought Sam in, the they brought in team. goals. Sam the national team. All right, I'm an idiot. Oh, Not you missed it all up, didn't you? Yeah. Um, uh, they brought in goals with um, Ings. Not that expensive. That was out of nowhere. I don't even think Sean knew that happened. Am I right? Um, get the rest of their people because then they they brought in Le- um, Leon Bailey, le- left winger, yep. and then uh, uh, Emiliano Buendia, Buendia, yep, right winger. Buendia is a good signing. Yep. They got Ooh, they uh, got Ashley Young on a free, and they have 
I'm going to butcher this name. Tu, uh, Tuanzebe? Tuanzebe. Tuanzebe, yeah. I don't know. He was a center back, he was a center back from United. None of, none of us know. But, uh, yeah, Tuanzebe, yeah. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you that that, uh, that Villa did good business. Um, like, they're net positive with the Grealish transfer and everything like that. Um, but I, And the reason why I think I, I made the point about um, about Grealish is um, when the Grealish transfer went through, the president, the CEO of Villa came out and gave like an, a five- or six-minute interview, and he was talking about how they were never going to replace Jack Grealish with one player and that their goal was always to replace Jack Grealish with three players. And so in Buendia, Bailey, and Ings, they have three players that they signed, and they signed two of those players, I think, before the Grealish transfer actually took place. So I think that the Grealish transfer was like on a slow simmer that was always going to happen, and so Villa were aware of it. Yeah. I think when they put the 100 mil release clause in there, they're like, this will never get paid. Or he I, he might not ever reach that in this contract, so we can get rid of that for the next contract. Yeah. And then he started developing very crazily, and, and City has money. Yeah, exactly. All right. We're going to do something a little bit different for, uh, for the worst transfer business. So I'm going to count down to three or countdown from three and on on zero i want you guys to tell me who you think was the worst so all right three two one zero liverpool arsenal oh i like your liverpool one but i was gonna go with arsenal sean you didn't play i said villa oh did you say villa we didn't hear you maybe that was a terrible idea to try and convince everybody to talk at the same time for a podcast it definitely was. That was probably a really bad idea I'm new to this. I don't know what I'm doing. So, okay, Brad, do you think Arsenal did the worst business in all of the Premier League? Um, out of us, out of us three groups, yeah. I don't. No. Besides Ben White, what did you get for this year? What did we get? Besides Ben White, what did you get for this year? What What did we get? Um, I told you. I think Odegaard is is extra. Like, I don't think Odegaard. I think Odegaard is a luxury. I don't. I'm not saying he's a bad player or anything. I think he's a luxury to the Arsenal team. Besides Ben White, what did you do? And you overpaid for Ben White. All right, I, we might have overpaid for Ben White. I didn't want a center back. I, I still, you, I still don't necessarily want a center back because I don't understand why we loaned out Saliba again. Um, and and you spent a hundred million for the future. So I'm I'm doing air quotes for everybody listening to the air, to the to the podcast. Like Chelsea, I'm not against investing in the future because like Chelsea fans, like, Chelsea fans are not academy. allowed to talk about spending money for the future. If we want to look at net spend over like the last twenty five years, Chelsea. Go uh, ahead. I, there was We're a, not that bad. There was a Swiss. There's ram- a few there, years. There was a Swiss ramble uh, post that was up on Twitter that I meant to uh, pull up about spending. Um, anyway. Yeah, but we don't buy for the future. We buy it for now. Okay, and maybe but, that's maybe that's worse. But, if you spend, uh, how much did you guys spend on uh, on what's his name who sits your bench who got who fell behind Peter Check in the depth chart, Kappa? Would you guys spend like eight, eight, 80 million on Keppa or something like that? Seventy-two, 80. but he's no longer a record transfer signing, so you know it's okay. all that's good. good. Okay, so what did what, yeah. what did Arsenal get? Arsenal got a backup goalkeeper for when Leno leaves. They got a proven, established Premier League goal, goalkeeper in Ramsdale. Well, way too much. We paid like twenty mil for him. Yeah, I thought that was a. Yeah, no, that was a, so so the, no. the 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 head scratcher for that. I think we paid twenty four mil for him. The head scratcher, Brad. Our transfer market has twenty five, twenty five point two. Anyway, okay. 
Um, the reason why Ayn Rand, the, the reason why it's a head scratcher is because a year ago we sold Martinez for twenty million, and then the next season we're going around and flipping like we're paying more for another one who's not an Arsenal Academy person. So like like I agree with you like that's stupid, but Martinez didn't want to sit another season behind Leno, and I don't blame him because look at like look at Martinez. He went and he won the Copa America. Um, like it, he was huge for Argentina, so like he clearly deserves huge to play. Villa. I think the um, misplay been... there. I think the misplay there was selling Leno. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the yeah. Mis, that was the misplay. I, at, at this point, that's kind of what it seems, especially. And then if, you're probably if, what? Then you're probably just what like po- positive. What are you getting from him? 10, 15, maybe twenty at best. For, for Leno. For Leno. Leno. I mean, he's probably just going to play down his contract. He that's hasn't. He right. hasn't been playing very well recently no he has been i, I disagree with that but what i but, but here's what it's going to be he's going to be a typical he let, in a, he let in a short a near you're talking about the, near near, post, the near post a near post to a Bradford. championship team okay yeah so like everybody has howlers but did you see a save against lukaku and the was, oh my gosh you, his Oof. his save against uh, his save against against lukaku was world class he he is He's a very good goalkeeper. If he doesn't get thirty-five or forty million on a transfer, I would be very, very mad. I said the same about Pickford when he was uh, before he went to. Pickford's uh, but, a different goalie type. Uh, are you? I, are you? I'm, about just, hold on now. Would you let me? No, I will not. The same. The same I said about Pickford before he went to Everton, and they paid a lot of money for him. Was the only reason he looks good is because he's getting shot at thirty thousand times a game because the defense sucks. The only reason Leno looks good is because he's getting a lot of chances to save balls. I will not accept Pickford <laughs> and Leno comparisons. I will not um, accept I, this. Yeah, well, I, I, I did, can see the hatred is justified here. I did confuse. I found who I was uh, confusing that signing for. Uh, it was Daku on the Belgian team. Um, Brad, we also got a central midfielder in, in Sambi who's played uh, every match so far this season, uh, as a partner to Xhaka, and he'll probably partner uh, Partey when he comes back. And like that's a midfielder for the now. Uh, Tavares is the backup for Kieran Tierney, who we desperately needed because Kieran Tierney is injury-pwned. And we haven't seen him play yet, but Takahiro uh, is right-back cover for the fact that we don't have any right-backs. It's like... The, so, the, the biggest issue with Arsenal is we didn't offload enough. We, like, well, you guys never do. Like that's what I'm saying. Like Leno's going to run down his contract. Yep. I think Lack, Willick is probably your biggest. Lacazette's going to run down his your, contract. Yeah, Willick's probably your biggest transfer he in, is. like a transfer out in the yeah. past three seasons, and like that's uh, terrible. Maybe I don't. I don't know. When was the last time he has sold somebody for a profit? Um, I have to. I'd have to look. I don't remember. Um, right. But like, but yes, like our 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 outgoing is horrible. So like, think about this. So Lucas Torreira. Uh, who has been floating around on loans like that that's a player that shouldn't be floating around on loans he just like didn't work out and like he we're going to lose a lot of money on Torreira William was actually was was amazing to Arsenal in that he wrote off 20 million pounds like he like we could he could have like held Arsenal's feet to the fire there and he didn't so mad props to William um even though it didn't work out for Arsenal like mad props for him like just I, I think it's stupid. I think he should have held Arsenal's feet to the fire and gotten his money like Ozil did um, because Arsenal were stupid enough to offer him the contract. But big ups to William. Um, uh, Bellerin is a loan transfer. We're probably not going to make any sum or any, like a lot of money on Bellerin when last year 
PSG gave us a tw- like a 25 million offer for Bellerin, which we could have cashed in last year. And we would have been in the same position last year as we were in this year. Um, uh, Reese Nelson, who is a, an academy. Are you arguing? I'm saying you're arguing for Brad's point. No, I'm yes, saying he is. My, my, my <laughs> argument is that we were, we, we, we should have done better with getting rid of players. We shouldn't have loaned Saliba. We should have kept Saliba and he would be starting, but like Gwenduzi, we're going like, we're going to like loan him out to Marseille. And I think the obligation is like 11 million. He's worth way more than 11 million. He's worth way more than that. Right. Um, that's, again, uh, I think you're making my point here. Yeah. Again, uh, that's a point for Brad. But, but okay, so I guess but, you're looking at holistically. But you're trying to you're trying to tell me that Arsenal had a worse transfer window than Liverpool Football Club. That was that was going to be my point. I'm sorry, I, I was going I, to say that when you said Liverpool, I, I said, with, "Ooh, I could have changed I trolled, my answer." I trolled here. with Villa, but the answer is clearly Liverpool. Right? It hands, has to be hands down Liverpool. Everyone agrees it's Liverpool. They but signed us three. I say yours was the worst. That's crazy. Uh, they have so many injuries. Not a lot of people that I saw one of their depth charts that has Ox and like <laughs> Ox and Milner in like three backup positions because they don't have anybody. I think Milner's have, in like eight of those positions. But yeah, way. and then they have like we, we won't get into it, but one of their players is in a difficult situation, and uh, and then just so many injuries, and then Elliot got hurt and on the international break, and they're just in it, it, like I, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, there's also some debate that um, maybe some of the Brazilian players that weren't allowed to leave for the Premier League to go to international duty might be suspended. Um, Maybe the Argentine, Argentine, no, as well. Well, the Argentinians will be quarantined. But right, but I think they'll also be fined because they weren't supposed to go either. I was reading on um, uh, Carlos Free or Carlos Free Captain, uh, which is Tottenham's one of Tottenham's big sites. they, uh, I, they're hearing Lo Celso and Romero will be either fined, suspended, or a combination of both by Tottenham when they get back. Yo, if I'm Lo Celso or Romero, and Daniel Levy tries to fine or suspend me, a, I'm calling FIFA and saying um, I was called up by my national team, I reported for duty, and now my club is fining me. And b, I would be handing in a transfer request. I, I'm just. That's just what the report. That moment, the moment they do that, I would look at Levy and say, "You need to sell me, because this is bullshit." Um, <laughs> you're telling me that they can't go represent their their national team. I don't care about I COVID. I don't care about any of that. Like I tried to find the full story and just couldn't. What? what I don't know exactly what they got so, so detained the, for. It said something about not revealing. Yeah, I can that I, they were. I, I know this. Yeah, England. Okay. I can set this up for you. So. Well, there's two things that you're that we're talking about two separate things. But what you're talking about is during the Brazil Argentina match, um, five minutes into the match, the Brazilian health officials came onto the pitch, stopped the match, and essentially um, like detained. F- detained four Argentinian players, the four Argentinian players who play in England. Um, the reason why is because apparently, allegedly, those four players didn't list the fact that they were coming from England on their immigration forms, uh, on their Seems entrance. Seems like forms. an oversight. Seems yeah. like an oversight. Um, it's kind of questionable how um, they wouldn't know that, that Brazil wouldn't know that they were coming from England. But um, also uh, Brazil, or like the denial from Brazilian health officials to the Argentinian Football Federation didn't come through to the Ar- Argentinian Football Federation until like 50 minutes before the match was scheduled to start. 
And so I think that Argentina, Argentine, Argentina was just like, F it, we're going to roll the dice and see what happened. But it's, it's such a cluster of a situation anyway. Like the fact yeah. that Brazil didn't know, like the Brazilian health officials didn't know, I think is BS. Um, yeah, and like they like but, I think Messi told them. Messi came out and was like, "We've been here for three days. Y'all couldn't figure this out before now." Like, exactly. What? And so, but but my point. So uh, like last or two weeks ago, the Premier League clubs voted to not release players to countries that are red or whatever, um, and that's like all of South America or whatever, right? So um, a lot of the high-profile Brazilian players didn't like Allison didn't go, Firmino didn't go. Um, there's a long list. There's nine Brazilian players who were called up that didn't go to to play, um, but a couple of these Argentinian players did go, and so especially uh, from Villa and Tottenham. And so they had two. They had two. Yeah. Two so the two. the idea was that they were going to go, they were going to play, and then they were going to come back to like Malta or something like that, quarantine for ten days, train all together, and then go back to England. They were going to miss at least one match, I think, for club, uh, maybe yeah. two, probably just one. Anyway, but the Premier League clubs were like, well, we voted for these players not to go. We voted not to release these players, and they went anyway. So that's where Tottenham's coming in with this, I'm going to find La Celso, I'm going to find Romero. Which I think is absolutely absurd, and I think that they would lose a court case if they were sued. And honestly, if I, I, would, tran- I would hand it a transfer request that moment, and I would make it public that I'd say, especially Romero. Romero just got there. Like, yeah. I've, I've got no allegiance to this club. Like, what are you talking about? You're gonna come at, come at, come at me with a fine because I went to go support. He's 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 on a loan. It's a, it's a, technically, it's a loan. I'd be like, send it's an back. obligation to buy, I'd but say, it's a loan. I'd call up Atlanta. Yeah. I'd say cancel this loan. I'd call up Tottenham. I say Levy. I'm not playing. Fuck you. Yeah. I'd say, I'm not I'm not playing. Screw, screw your team. I'm going back to Atlanta. We, we will see. That's what I would and do. We will see. Levy got a new job this week too. Did he? He's now on the board for the. Uh, European Club Association. Oh, did he get back on? He well, no, he was never. No, he took the place for of Woodward. Of oh, Ed Woodward. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you and apparently the other person in the running was from somebody from Manchester City. I don't know how you let that vote happen between those. Like, I get their big clubs, but like they just tried to leave. Um, but that that, silly. that was part of the agreement when they when they pulled out of the Super League was that they would be able to come back to the European like uh, football commission or whatever. Right, but I don't think you put them in a leadership spot the next the next same season. Uh, Arsenal CEO. Let's just be personal. Arsenal CEO uh, Vinay um got back onto his role on the board, so it's unsurprising. Right. He was on the board. Beforehand. This was an election. This was an election to oh, the board. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. Yes, he was elected um, to the board. So yeah. I think that's elect uh, to sell the team is what I wish he would do. <laughs> I, th- I think that's all. We, I think that's all we got for transfers. Unless any of you guys have yeah. any more points yeah. you want to bring up, we went a little bit longer there than I thought. No, we yeah, we hammered that one pretty. pretty, well, pretty well. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about the Premier League, and like Brad likes to meme about, we are going to. Oh, is this? What? Where am I going? Uh, table view. There we go. I figured it out. <clears throat> I know how to use this um, system. We are going to. I'm going to quickly run down the the, the table for you. Um, if you're watching the video, you understand why I was exasperated a second ago. If you're on the podcast, you're like, why is this guy rambling? Anyway, so Tottenham's still at the top with nine points. Um, Arsenal's still at the bottom with zero points. Um, West Ham is on seven points. United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Everton are all on seven points. City, um, Brighton and Hove, Leicester City are all on six points. Brentford is on five points. Villa is on four points. Watford, South 
Uh, Watford's on three points. Southampton Palace leads all on two points. Burnley and Newcastle all have one point. And then Wolves, Norwich City, Arsenal are the three teams that are in the relegation zone with zero points. That's the way the table looks after three match days. And that was your the most succinct rundown of the Premier League table. Um, but yeah. Ever? Yeah, so matches coming up from, from match week four. Starting off the weekend is uh, the worst match possible for Tottenham Hotspurs. They're away to Palace. Um, feels bad. Just chalk, the, chalk a draw in there right now. Um, but okay, so Palace are hosting Spurs. Arsenal hosting Norwich. This is a relegation six-pointer. You know, big battle, yes, battle for... Uh, that's three points. Relegation six. Yeah. Battle for last place. Here yeah. we go. Um, I guess technically, <laughs> Brad, Brad, get ready. It's not technically a six pointer. If neither one of you have points, it's a <laughs> but you don't, you don't, you don't understand what the six pointer means, though. It means you're taking yeah, three points away, but there's no oh, I just had to make, I know what it means. Um, <laughs> I had to make I had to make the joke. Brentford are hosting Brighton. Leicester are hosting City. So Leicester City are hosting Manchester City. That should be a good game. Um, United, Manchester United are hosting Newcastle. This should be uh, Ronaldo's uh, debut back with uh, with Manchester in United. Front of the home he, crowd. Yeah, in front of the home crowd. Um, Southampton. Uh, excuse my cat for a moment. <laughs> He's just yelling. Uh, Southampton are hosting West Ham United. That should probably be another good game. The Battle of the W's. Watford is hosting Wolves. Chelsea is hosting Villa. Um, a depleted Villa because they're missing all their Argentinian players. Leeds are hosting Liverpool on Sunday. And then for some reason, we get the lovely benefit of a Monday night game. Uh, and Everton are hosting Burnley. Actually, the reason why we get a Monday night game is because the Champions League is back and Europa League is back next Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, a oh. week a week from, from now. But... Who's so in the Champions League? Oh my goodness, Brad. Yeah, we know. We, we know, know who's in it. We know who's in uh, it, Brad. Um, okay. Yeah, um, the, the, the first two, I, I, like, I just think that's easy. That's... That's results both of our teams need. Like, oh. you, like that's a for for us. That's a that's an away game against a ninth to fifteenth perennial thorn in the side. Yeah. Like you, that is a game. If you are going to finish in the top two, three, four, that's a game Five. when when you whatever. If you want to finish in that Champions League position and you're you are on top of the table, that's a game you don't lose. Yeah. So that's like a barometer one. Same for you. Like if you want to turn your season around, home to Norwich is when to do it. Yeah, I mean, like you can't. <laughs> Arsenal can't afford to lose to Norwich. Arsenal can't aff- afford to draw to Norwich. Arsenal no. must beat Norwich. Um, if yeah. Arsenal do not beat Norwich, um, it's like five alarm, five alarm yeah. sirens going off. Yeah. If yeah, if Arsenal can't beat Norwich, can you guys convince Conte to come in? No. This has been my point the whole time. Conte is not coming <laughs> to Arsenal. I think I think he I think he does. There's rumors already sprinkling around that there's been contacts made. Yeah, but Fabrizio said that there has been no pre-contact agreement between those two parties. I don't think there's an agreement yet, but I think I think they're feeling there's a feeling each other out. I could totally see Conte's manager calling up Adu and being like, "Hey, if you guys fire Arteta, would you guys be interested in Conte?" This is what he would want, and Adu would be like, "Well, we're not firing Arteta, but if for some reason Arteta left the club, yeah, I could, I would be interested in hiring Conte. Like, I could see that happening." But 
but I, I, I don't believe it's beyond that point. Hypothetical, yeah. Um, Other than that, it's a pretty blah. I don't know. Leicester, 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 Leicester City. City. Leicester City that's is that's a about good it. game. That's um, about it. Leeds-Liverpool was a barn burner last year. Um, so yeah. that should be a good game. Um, yeah. I think the Chelsea-Villa game was shaping up to be a better game before uh, their... The international break? Before the international break, yeah. Um, so that was, I think, going to be a better game, but it's not going to be. Um, I'm well, we're also I, missing Lukaku, though. Lukaku might be out. He has a thigh injury that, that is being scanned. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. So, um, it might be Werner starting up top. That's actually disastrous for you, so... It might be. I, I think this Leicester City... Manchester City game is going to be very good. It's in it's Leicester's hosting city, um, and that's a, that's another one with losing the Tottenham week match day one. Uh, that's one city probably need those three. Yeah, and especially they, they need to win that. Well, that was kind of going to be my. I was going to make the inverse point about the Palace Spurs game is that Spurs probably like if you think about the beginning of the season, they probably weren't chalking three points in against City, um, and so they they have. I think Tottenham have some wiggle room to screw up, but you don't. Like when you looked at the Palace game at the beginning of the season, you're like that's a game we intended to win. So, yeah. um, but I just think it's like more of a keep the train rolling against teams you should be okay. beating type game. Whereas with City, it's like we have to get this result because we were expected to be higher than we are right now. Yeah, we're going. We lost. Yeah, we lost a game we didn't think we would. We have to get three back because yeah. there's going to be games we're not getting the result on. Agreed, yeah, for agreed, sure. agreed with you there. But I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, I, I I think Southampton and West Ham could be an interesting game, but West Ham is slapping right now, so it's entirely possible that West Ham just take the stuffing out of Southampton and call yeah. it call it a day. The old Inglis, yeah. the Inglis, Ingsless Southampton, Ings and Vestigard less Southampton, Ingsless, Ingsless. Yeah. Who had yeah? Who had West Ham joint top scores in the league after three weeks? I don't think anybody. Did. I didn't have that on my bingo card. No, I did no. not. Like seeing City, City at ten goals, you're like, okay, that makes sense. City probably slapped the other two teams after the Tottenham embarrassment. Um, but yeah, West Ham up at ten goals. I Nobody also, saw that coming. I also not on the bingo card was Tottenham top of the table week three and Arsenal bottom of the table week three. Let's be honest; yeah. dip, those were not on my bingo card. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I think this Leeds Liverpool match could be really interesting on a. We'll see on Sunday. Um, it's just a, that's that's always like just their styles of gameplay. It just lends itself to really fun viewing. Experience. Yeah, and also a bit, but like taking another step forward, if Liverpool are depleted from the international break, and yeah. like like that, you know, that could be a very winnable game for Leeds. Um, Everton Burnley should not be much of a contest, in my opinion. Um, but yeah. I just uh, just like a one more just oversight that I want to sure. I want to like just put, tie a bow on. We need more Brentfords and Leeds coming up that are just go forward. It's just fun. And they end up hanging around a lot more than your, you know, wh- whoever that comes up and packs it in and hopes for the best, and they hope for draws, and hopes to stay up. Fully. They're just gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. teams like that where they just come up and they're like, well, if we get, if we get twenty draws, <laughs> we might, <laughs> and a win here or there, we might, we might stay up. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's probably better to like lose a couple games five to three or something like that. And win yeah. more games yeah. because because you're more willing Catch to go attack. Happen. 
Yeah. Yeah. Catch an eighth, ninth, tenth place team napping that yeah. you probably shouldn't beat anyway. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think we've had I this conversation want, too. It's, it's, like, it's just I, fun. Yeah. Leeds was fun last year. Brentford is going to be fun this year. They have a similar style, not quite like Leeds, but they're just kind of more attacking, ready to go, go forward, figure it out when we get there. Yeah, I think I think we've hammered that in. Like, if you're coming up and you're coming up for attacking, like if you're going to play your style of ball instead of just trying to pack it in and stay in the mm-hmm. league, you're going to stay in the league. Like, you, hopefully, you, yeah, you have I, to go for it. I think you probably well, it seems like go for it. Get it? You probably have to have like goal scorers, like who can actually compete at that level. Uh, um, I don't know. Leeds didn't. They figured yeah. it out. Well, but Bamford's <laughs> had so Rafinha, many chances. Bamford, Bamford's clearly at the level of a Premier League. Oh, Rafinha, Premier yeah. No, Rafinha's I'll, I'll take, clearly a, a Premier League Rafinha is. Bamford's Rafinha, I'll, I'll take that back on Rafinha. But Bamford missed a lot. But I guess to Brad's point, when you get that many chances and you're going to miss. On, yeah, you're going to miss a certain no. You guys understand. Yeah, but he missed more than he should have. Timeout. Timeout. As, as we're making this point, I'm pretty sure Bamford was like fifth in goals last year. Right, but he should have been first, Hold like on. as many chances he had. You guys need to stop talking for a second because <laughs> you have to remember that the Premier League exists outside of the top six. So even though Bamford is not like a top six caliber player, you're telling me Bamford playing for Wolves last year? He's he's not Wolves' level last year. He's not West Ham's level last year. Oh, no, I wasn't like, saying on. that. Brad is. I, wasn't I did. Brad I said he's a championship that. level striker. Oh. That's oh, absurd. No, he's a Norwich okay. striker okay. with That's a lot not. of chances. Then Timo Werner is a League 2 striker. Get out of here yeah. with that garbage, man. Yeah, then let me de-align myself with, with Brad. That is not what I was saying. <laughs> Bamford is a fine striker in the Premier League. He is just not He is not the finisher that he should be. If, if he he's was... Not. Yes, they finishing is terrible. Like Brad, if you were saying hot takes over here, they could have been top six. Boy. If you were saying that Eddie and Kedia was not Premier League caliber, I would agree. That would with be you. a hot take. Exactly, it's not a hot take because he's hot not. Takes. Okay, is Tammy is Tammy Abraham a Premier League player? Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. you take Tammy Tammy Abraham over Bamford. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Yo, this is a homer over. take. This is a hardcore homer. Oh, they're take. both homers. They're both homers. No, no, what a you mean? Chelsea take. This is a hardcore yeah. Chelsea take. Oh, Bamford is a Chelsea graduate, academy graduate. Bro, get just stop. <laughs> what you're telling me? You're taking Bamford I'm, over Tammy? Not necessarily, but I'm saying that the production on paper, like what Bamford's done on the field in the Premier League. Yeah, if, you like Tammy, if you gave like Tammy that type goals, of chances that Bamford had, he would have he would have cleared twenty goals. Twenty five goals. I'm pretty sure Tammy had those opportunities under Frank. And he was doing great. Then why is he playing for Rome? Because Frank's no longer there. <laughs> okay. And Tammy was injured when Tugel came in and never got his chances. But there's a buyback clause in there. Tammy never got his chances. He didn't. I I don't think he started one game right, under Tuchel. All right, guys. We'll be back next week. <laughs> um, if you're still listening, uh, and I probably would have turned it off when Brad started talking just now, just out of pure offendedness, um, being offended. Um, if you're still listening, we really appreciate it. Um, if you guys could, uh, you know, hit that hit that uh, that subscribe button, hit that follow button, ring the notification bell if you're on YouTube. Uh, drop us a comment. Tell us what game you're excited about this weekend, or um, tell us uh, tell us why Liverpool had a good transfer window or something like that. I don't know. Um, defend Arsenal. I like it when people defend Arsenal. That's cool. Um, just just don't let your phone ring uh, while you're recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, Brad, that's at KSBradG 
on Twitter. Um, Sean is at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany on Twitter. Again, that's all Twitter. We collectively, holistically are at Redcard underscore radio, and we would love to uh, interact with you. Maybe if you're watching watching a football match this weekend, uh, you know, send us a message and we're, we'll, 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 we'll talk to you about it. Um, but until next time, next week, we'll talk about talk some more Premier League football because we're back next week looking at match week four. Good night. Well, well, I can't. What is? Uh, I'm breaking the things, guys. Good night.